that's land from the ones who make us beautiful. They help us regain our wonderful. Giving us good dogs, don't make us say to you. Welcome to the good life, yeah, this is the powerful. Sit down, relax, and take notes. What you eat today will be your push-ups. A wake-up call to all your dead dreams. Listen up now and say bye to your evil day. Hi everyone, welcome to another beautiful episode of Beauty Care Pod. Um, I am Fola here and we are talking with someone who we know you are going to value and respect so much. Um, we were looking her up and we realized that she understands the history of cosmetics. Um, our approach to cosmetics is way different than anything we've seen and we appreciate the fact that she can take her time to come and share our experience on this podcast. Um, we are very, very, very impressed and, I mean, intrigued to have Gabriela Hernandez here with us to talk with us about our journey in the cosmetic industry. Please, Gabriela, say hi to the audience. Hi, happy to be here with you. Awesome, awesome. So please introduce yourself, let people know you. <laughs> Uh, sure. Uh, my name is Gabriela Hernandez, and I am the uh, founder of Besame Cosmetics, uh, and uh, we are located in Los Angeles, California, and we have been uh, uh, working in the cosmetic industry uh, for 17 years now. Wow. Wow. That's huge. That's huge. So um, prior to cosmetics, when you were growing up um, as a young person, what was it like? What was that um, journey like as a young person? Well, I grew up in, in, in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. Mm. So it, it's a, a very small uh, town, a very small environment. So I really wasn't exposed to a lot of high fashion or any kind of, uh, you know, uh, things that were... Uh, expensive or sophisticated because uh, we just didn't have that mm-hmm. access where I was from. Um, but uh, but I, I I looked up to my you know my mom my aunts and my grandmother for um, really kind of having their own style and always being ready. You know uh, they wouldn't go out without having their lipstick on or or. Um, or have or doing their hair, uh, so there was a a, a sense of uh, of uh, you know kind of a, a a pride in your style in the way that you look before you went out, um, and uh, and and it wasn't that they used necessarily a lot of products, but it was um, it, it was the fact of what they used and and how they uh, really maximized their their. Um, you know, their looks with very few items. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's awesome to know. So could you please tell us how you got into cosmetics? Uh, sure. I um, Well, it, I, I'm a designer and a, a product and, and, uh, and graphic de- designer by, by trade, also a photographer. So, wow. Yeah, so I started my career more as, a, as really servicing other people um, you know, working on other okay. brands, uh, developing other brands, uh, uh, developing uh, packaging or formulations or things of this nature for other people for many years. Um, and uh, at a certain point, I started kind of making something that I thought 
was interesting for me, but only as a side project and something that I did just for fun, but I wasn't really intending to sell it to anybody. Um, but then, you know, I worked on it for so long that I thought, well, maybe I'll just make one item that I think is interesting. Uh, and it was just a small little tiny lipstick, uh, that reminded me of something that my grandmother had. And, um, and I, started trying to create that product and and that was kind of the first product we launched but we really didn't have um stores that we sold it to or anything um it was a very um crude uh, website that we put together because remember this was many years ago when the web was pretty young there wasn't really uh, any social media uh, or influencers or anything like this so it was really just uh, the newspapers the magazines and um, and, uh, if you put something on the web, people had to find it. Um, so, uh, so we, we basically, uh, put that one product up and, and it started to get a following. People liked it and they told other people it was very different than, uh, what was being made at the time. So, um, so we did get a lot of, uh, uh magazines and in the papers to talk about it. And that's kind of how it all started with that just that little tiny lipstick that I made first and um and then slowly I added wow. another product and, um and it just kind of developed into more uh, of a of a line and a- after years of doing that on the side and still working uh freelance for other people I finally um you know stopped doing that and just concentrated um, just on Bessemi. Oh wow great awesome Thank you so much for, you know, um, shedding light on um, how you got into cosmetics. Now, would love if you can take your time to please tell us about the history of cosmetics. Well, the history of cosmetics is, is, uh, is pretty long and involved. You know, uh, cosmetics uh, uh, were uh, just like fashion, uh, you know, they were in and they were out and in and out and in and out. So they were... Uh, popular for some periods and then not so popular for a long time and then and then again sure. started to be popular so it has a a, a very uh, a, a variety of of uh, of uh, incarnations through time uh but but the earliest use of any kind of cosmetic was really for either uh, adornment for people to like in in tribes to to make themselves look uh more fierce to enemies or or um uh, it's ba- basically uh, uh, conveying a, a, a sense of a group, you know, to mark themselves as a as a group, um, okay. and uh, and that was the earliest use of paints, you know, really, which is in, in warriors in, in, in during battles, things like this, right? Um, and uh, and in painting, you know, body adornments. Uh, early body adornments where they painted parts of their body, but to signify that they belong to a certain group. Um, so, so it's, it's got from, from there, it, it developed into a lot more um, of uh, uh, using color to denote uh, status. Uh, so some people that use makeup in different, different time periods were, um, you know, uh, wealthier individuals than poorer individuals. So it, it, it provided a sense of, of uh, a look to, to convey status. Uh, 
or, or uh, it actually conveyed a, a social standing in the in society. So when makeup was not very popular, uh, wearing makeup told people that you were um, maybe you know somebody that was not virtuous that uh, that was involved okay. in um, in the theater or involved in uh, prostitution and things like this. Wow. So so it it kind of varied during time. Um, uh, you know, during the the, the, the witch trials, uh, people that wore cosmetics were considered uh, sorcerers. Uh, you know, sorcerers. Wow. Um, and and uh, yeah. witches and uh, and uh, and they um, they thought that makeup uh, was that meant to deceive men and enchant them into oh. marrying women oh. that, that were uh, presenting <laughs> that, that they were presenting a false image of what they were uh, selling <laughs> basically oh my uh, so it was uh, so in the laws it was actually considered fraud uh, for a certain period wow. of time and you could be arrested for that so if wow. if you were a woman that wearing cosmetics and the man thought that uh, he uh, married you but then you you didn't actually look like this and that you would deceive them uh, so, wow. so there was there's a lot of different uh, different interpretations of makeup over time. I think uh, I think you know as you get into the turn of the century in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s, makeup uh, becomes more of a, a statement about uh, individuality and women's uh, mm. individuality because as mm. as women um, after the war had to get jobs and go into the workforce. Um, uh, using mm-hmm. uh, makeup came something that gave them power, that gave them kind of a, okay. a, a sense of I'm independent and I can take care of myself and I don't need to be married in order to do that. Um, so, so mm. the makeup kind of provided that that type of um, that type of feeling, uh, and it continued to do that for a long time uh, during the war, uh, like World War II. It it was uh, mm. morale boosting. You know, it was used for morale because uh, using red lipstick was was a sense of uh, patriotism and, and lifting morale for the troops. Um, so, so it, it during time it, it's been used for different purposes. Now nowadays, obviously, people use it to to kind of give uh, some kind of statement about who they are and what they're um, and what they're into. You know, uh, and if they do belong to a certain group, maybe identify as that particular group. Like, let's say you like gothic things and you dress gothic. So, if mm-hmm. you like that mm. kind of uh, uh, that kind of aesthetic, then you you do that. So, it kind of still puts you in different types of groups of people, uh, depending on preferences. Um, but but it's much more fluid than it was before, obviously, because now people can just. Uh, change their minds and one day be uh, a, a glamorous uh, vixen and the other day they're uh, you know very innocent and an angel and uh, or another day they're gothic and they're very dark so so people yeah. people really um they, they don't have to stick to one particular look and there isn't a standard look yeah. that is the accepted yeah. look for everybody so everybody kind of looks that way you yeah. know yeah. Oh, wow, wow. I mean, 
looking at your wealth of knowledge and the fact that you have, you really understand the, the the story of makeup, do you have a book where you have documented this history of makeup? Because I think these are yes. important lessons yes. that people need to learn, especially from where, the, where, where we are coming from up till now. Yes, yes. Uh, I wrote a book uh, several years ago and it's published by uh, an educational company called Schiffer Publishing and it's called Classic okay. Beauty. The history, the history of mm-hmm. makeup, and you can pick it up on Amazon. Uh, just look up okay. Classic Beauty, the history of makeup, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll see it there. Uh, it's in its second edition, but it's a, it's a really great book as far as like it has a lot of pictures, a lot of reference. So if you want uh, to look at time periods in a really quick way mm-hmm. and uh, figure out yeah. different types of makeup, for um, uh, a lot of people here use it in the studios and the movie movie uh, yeah. uh, sets yeah. because when the makeup yeah. people have to do different looks very quickly, you know, because uh, they, you know, they're filming and they have to do 1960s and another day they're doing 1980s and yeah. that they can uh, reference very yeah. quickly in the book and get the right colors and the right look of what, what things should actually look okay. like. Wow, awesome, awesome. I'll make sure we had um, a link to the book in the show notes. She has a book that talks about the history of makeup. And I think that is very important. We also would have, have to check it out because those are very important things, um, lessons about where makeup has come from. And I mean, as she's rightly said, it's a gift to the even movie industry because right. they can go back, have a, um, have a look at what makeup looked like at this yes, particular yes, time. Yes, and then yes. they can follow that and script it to be as realistic as possible right. for that time period. I mean, we, I've learned so much from her in just this little while. And, <laughs> I mean, our knowledge is very, I mean, amazing uh, what Gabriela is teaching us right here is pure knowledge. <laughs> and we say thank you so much for, thank you. <laughs> for sharing all we of that. We definitely couldn't have gotten that in school. <laughs> no, no, no. This is, this thank is pure, you. Thanks I mean, for inviting me. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, based on your journey, um, as um, someone who understands makeup, who understands cosmetics, what would you describe or how would you describe the purpose of makeup right now, because I know you have said there's no standard look for anybody. You can decide to look at any way as you want to look, but I believe there should be a fundamental purpose for makeup. How would you answer that? Well, right now, I think women are still using makeup as an empowering tool um, because because they, they use it almost like uh, wearing armor you know you put on your armor yeah. and you go fight uh, and, yeah. and I think uh, and I think uh, we as women that have to go out and work and still support a family and then run a house and all oh. this it's like we're putting on our armor basically to take on uh, you know the, <laughs> the world and uh, and makeup kind of becomes that because it gives you that that uh, that sense of uh, power, because, you know, a, a color can be a very powerful thing. You know, when women wear mm. uh, red lipsticks, for example, it's something that is very visual, very visible when people see you. So mm. when when you wear that, um, you want people to notice you. So when mm. people right. notice you, they give you more attention. Uh, and that attention, depending how you handle it, uh, it becomes a powerful thing. It becomes a power tool for for somebody wearing it Hmm. so makeup i think has become a tool for people 
to not only express themselves, but to be able to succeed in different situations by using makeup as an aid to that. Uh, in a, you know, inspiring wow. confidence and, and the sense of, cool. of I can do this and uh, cool. I am competent and, uh, and you can see by my makeup that I am very strong in competent. Cool. Wow, wow. Thank you very much. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you own Besame Cosmetics. You've been running it for the past 17 years. How did you develop mm-hmm. Besame Cosmetics? How did you get started? Well, it, it started really uh, out of my design studio. I was working as a designer and photographer for other brands and other people. And um, I was doing that for a very long time. Uh, and, um, and uh, you know, doing Besame was very much of a side project, you know, something that I did just for fun, but I really wasn't intending on leaving my career and, and starting a makeup company. Um, it was something I did more like a hobby, really. Um, something that I thought was um, that I didn't really see in the market that was more feminine, uh, you know, more um, uh, purpose driven and uh, more um, pigmented color and things that actually perform the way that I thought they should perform. Um, but also not so many products, so less products that really perform well, but you don't need so much of, of, of stuff, you know? And also things that you can keep okay. and refill uh, because uh, at the time, nobody was doing a refillable anything because people just didn't want to refill things. They just wanted to throw them away, you know? It, it was, uh, if you think yeah. about, you know, 20, 20 years ago, um, the, the market really didn't care about refilling things. They just wanted to uh, mm. toss them, you know, you, use them and throw them away. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. And now, now all of a sudden, after all these years, uh, people started to realize, hey, we can't make this much trash. We, we, can't, we can't just throw everything away. We, we should mm. go back to what it was and maybe make things that last longer and and refill them and not throw things away you know so i'm glad that that it's that it's come i'm, I'm around you know when i when i started i was mm-hmm. really not not i i was doing it and nobody cared <laughs> at, at that point nobody really looked. Um, you know it was kind of a different idea and people just like well why would mm-hmm. you even bother know uh with this wow. but now i i think uh, i think that world has changed a lot in how it sees you know consumption and and uh use of mm-hmm. plastics and use of uh, uh mm. resources you know um so i'm glad yeah. that people are changing that idea and saying hey maybe we shouldn't maybe we should make things that last you know and go back to mm. manufacturing things that matter and things that that people mm-hmm. want to keep and reuse you know, mm-hmm. instead of making mm-hmm. uh, very poor quality, you know, things that are meant to just be used for very little time and then thrown away. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that that's, oh. that's changing because I think it's going to be very helpful um, for people to um, really do that all the way around in their lives, not only with their makeup, but with their clothes, with oh. their shoes, with everything else, oh. so that we uh, go go back to making more quality items that, that last instead of always um, purchasing different things that are meant to be thrown out, you know? Oh. 
Yeah, yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And in the in the light of recycling, we would still love it if you could highlight for us some important reasons why beauty companies need to um, embrace environmentally friendly and natural ingredients. I I think that that uh, that we need to do this because it's time. I mean, it was time. 20 years ago to do this, but nobody was on board because the consumers really were not, um, you know, looking at it. They just were not. Uh, and it, it wasn't something in their top of mind. People just were trained to use things and, and uh, throw them away. Uh, so, so I think at this point, I think the customers are demanding that we do something better. So I think now companies are listening because the customers are speaking up. And saying, "Hey, we should do better than this." Um, so, so I think all of the companies are now starting to look at uh, at that type of thing. But it's complicated, you know. It's very complicated because certain products are very hard to package in in things that either biodegrade or or uh, can be recycled because of the nature of the product, you know. Um, because not every part of something is recyclable. Like, for example, like, a, you know, a, a, gloss, a lip gloss container, for example, you know, you can make a, a bottle that's made out of glass instead of plastic, but you still have the cap uh, that, and you still have the applicator part. And all of these pieces are very hard to recycle. So um, they're, hmm. you know, everybody's working towards finding solutions but since they're mixed materials, mm-hmm. it, it is going to take some time to figure out how to do this uh, with mm-hmm. with materials that are either new materials or different ways of applying these products uh, that are not mm-hmm. the way we're doing it now, uh, so that we can mm-hmm. move in that direction. But I think mm-hmm. I think everybody is moving into that in that in that direction because of consumer. Uh, pressure at this point, uh, because especially young mm. people, you know, young people are actual activists. They're all activists now because of you know all the social media, uh, yeah. the t- TikTok and the, and the, and the Instagram mm-hmm. and everything. Everybody is, mm-hmm. is really an activist at this point. So everybody yeah. has opinions. They share all this stuff. So so information and the speed at which information is shared is making a huge mm-hmm. impact, I think, on how companies behave and what companies offer and how they change. Uh, because I think mm-hmm. uh, the speed at which people communicate uh, now makes it impossible for companies to ignore what consumers actually want. I mean, I'm, I, I, I was so lost in <laughs> the information that was being passed and the way she <laughs> went down through time to explain how it was meant to have been something that should have been done 20 years ago and how she and other people have been able to be talking about it. Right. And now because there's the social media, there's even the consumers now demanding for this. Then, mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's um, the consumers just did not start demanding for it. It has been as a result of the impact that Gabriella and people like her have made and shared over the years and information that is easily accessible that people have gone through that made them say, you know what, I, these people are making so much sense. You should listen to them. Why have you not been listening to what they've been saying? And because the pressure has not been coming from the consumers, the companies don't have a choice now. They have to. So, I mean, this this goes on to say that when there is um, a, a, a thing that needs to be said, I believe it has to be said. Um, you, action might not get taken right away, 
but down the line, someone somewhere will connect, or some people will connect with that message, yes. and then that thing that you're trying to achieve will actually come to fruition. And we are definitely seeing this not just in the cosmetic industry. We are seeing it in the skincare industry. We are seeing it in the lash industry. We are seeing it across board, and it's so beautiful. Yes, it is. Yeah, and, uh, yes. and that, yeah, that will I mean, take me to the next. Yeah, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. okay, okay. So that that will take me to the next question on what are some activities that makeup artists can engage with to improve their skills. Um, these days well, we find yeah. makeup artists like just doing stuff like um, I saw this on YouTube I'm doing it I, uh, mom I'm going to become a makeup artist <laughs> so yes well, um, well I would recommend you know what listen to my podcast if you want to be a makeup artist um, I have a podcast on um, anywhere you listen to podcasts on iTunes everywhere uh, it's called Classic Beauty mm-hmm. uh, the same as Okay. Uh, so look it up. The book, okay. Classic Beauty Podcast. We have hmm. uh, we have a bunch of episodes there. But I actually interview the top makeup artists uh, in the industry today wow, in all the every field. Uh, Emmy winning, you know, Oscar winning hmm. artists uh, that that have hmm. done uh, theater, uh, television, movies, uh, TV hmm. sh- series, wow. TV shows, every kind of makeup artist uh, and every type of artist uh, uh, has a, a different journey and also a different yeah. okay. type of uh, lifestyle and schedule depending on what uh, field they work in. So it's really interesting mm. to listen to this because they explain what their day is like and what they do. And then you can uh, judge for yourself if this is something that you want to do, that you would be comfortable with this type of lifestyle. Uh, and uh, cool. and I go like I said through every type of artist that there is, so you can kind of listen to all of them and then say, okay, which one do I see myself doing and being happy uh, doing uh, this uh, for a very long time? Because it takes a long time to uh, not only cool. um, get into the industry but also get um, good enough to work in these types of uh, positions and uh, in you know, it, it's a it's a very long career. It takes a long time, uh, and uh, you have to be very dedicated. It it, it, it is it's, it's kind it. of you have to love this kind of work to do it. Um, yeah. So if you if you listen to them, you'll get a lot of information that is really vital if you are thinking of going into these careers because they will tell you exactly what it wow. takes to be successful uh, yeah. at them. But uh, but uh, practice, you know, practice. Is a, is a thing you, you, you need to, uh, if you're going to do makeup and not just on yourself, but on other people, uh, because that's how you make a career out of it, not by making it yourself up, but making up other people, um, you really have to do it a lot uh, so that you improve your skills. So do, you know, do makeup on everybody and anybody that you know, uh, you know, on uh, practice on other people. Uh, mm-hmm. So that you get better at uh, right. not only the making part, but also interacting with people uh, and in actually applying this on somebody else. So on how you do it, your technique, your um, your you know basically your demeanor and the way that you treat the, the person and how you mm-hmm. you go about it. So you get better and better at doing this the more you do it. Uh, so practicing is a is a huge thing. Um, 
and then and, and then look at other people's work and uh, and learn and study because it is a it is a very uh, much of a study type of work because things change all the time and you have to update yourself you know uh, when 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 the makeup artists uh, you know just the industry started and there weren't as many makeup people. Um, they they had to do a lot of types of makeup because the makeup artists had to do a lot of things and they only had one kit and they had mm-hmm. to do everything like if they needed a beard or a, you know a special effect thing whatever it was they needed to do it there weren't like different people for these things like they are now uh, but now because of budgetary reasons and the way that film sets are structured um, it's going back mm-hmm. to having uh, the makeup artists really. Um, uh, have a lot of skills to do a lot of things. Yeah. So it's not just mm-hmm. beauty makeup, but maybe you're on a set mm-hmm. and you need to do somebody that got hit in the eye and you need to do that or or you need to do bruising or you need to do a bullet shot. You need to do different mm-hmm. things that they're not going to call in a special effects person to do that. It's something that they're going to ask you to do. So you kind of need to improve your skill set so that you can uh, encompass a lot more things because that's what's being asked of uh, of more makeup people now. Um, so so you're a- always updating your skills. You, you're always learning. Yeah. Even people that have won Emmys and, and Oscars for makeup still go back to school and learn different technique or, or or another prosthetics thing or another new type of material that they can work with to do the special effects or all of this. It, it's it's a constantly a learning job. Um, but if you love it, I mean, it's a great job, but it does require a lot of focus and, and uh, depending on what you're doing, a lot of personal sacrifice because because you're always on the road you're always working, so it leaves very little time for having uh, family or personal life sometimes. So it depends. It's like an artist, you know, like like a performer. Um, you you kind of lead that yeah. type of lifestyle if you work in that industry. So um, so depending on what you do, it could be easier or harder. Um, but but it, it's, a, it's a very creative and uh, a career. Uh, and if you love it, it's it's the greatest uh, thing because you get to express your art and do your art and and also make a living at that. Wow! Great. Thank you so much for these words of wisdom. Like I'm so lost, <laughs> I'm so lost in your answers <laughs> that I I feel like I'm probably one of those people that wants to <laughs> uh, that that I feel like an upcoming makeup artist that is listening and trying so much to understand what you have to say and they just go forth and make it happen, make magic happen. Thank you so much for that. Oh, you're welcome. It's my, my pleasure. We have, uh, I've actually gone to check out your podcast. I have seen the caliber of guests that are there. It's definitely a must listen to. We'll also leave the link to that in yes, the we'll show notes. Yes, and yeah. um, the link to our Instagram. Exactly. Uh, Cosmetics. Right? Yes, exactly. Yes. It's going I just followed you on Besame. So um, yes, I, I believe more people <laughs> should follow you that way. And, yeah. Um, Yes, yeah. to see what you do. I've already connected on um, our podcast account with um, our business account and okay. I think our personal account. Right. So that's some beautiful stuff there. So um, we know you launched some two products recently, an eye cream and cream and an eye pencil. Can you please um, tell us more about those? 
Yes. Uh, well, the the eye pencil uh, actually, the, the, I made that eye pencil because the makeup artist actually asked me to make this pencil. It it, it, it wow. is based on a pencil that was around at the you know in the 1900s, and it was done by this company that wow. made the specific uh, red pencil that was called Lake Red, um, and uh, wow. it's. It's, it was Liquid. a legendary pen. Everybody li- liked it because the color of it oh. um, was so much like real blood and real skin that when they used it on people, wow. it looked very natural. Uh, and uh, in, mm. so it was. It, it became kind of a cult item for them. Uh, but of course, this company mm. um, uh, discontinued and went out of business and discontinued this this product a long, long time ago. So the, the makeup people were mm. hoarding it. You know, they had a few from, I don't know when, mm. uh, years and years and years ago. Uh, so one of them mm. gave me one and said, hey, can you make this this pencil? Because because it's, it's our favorite and nobody has this color. Nobody has this pencil. Uh, so I said, oh. well, let me try. And it took me a while to, to make this pencil because I, I couldn't match the, the exact... <laughs> Uh, it was it was really hard wow. to to make this pencil. But after after a couple of years of like find, trying to find the right vendor to do it, I finally found somebody in Italy that could make this pencil for me, and um, and I, I, wow. I made that particular pencil. So so it's called uh, uh, I call it Universal Red, and I launched it mm-hmm. uh, you know a couple of months ago, and and that's the pencil that all these guys are all are crazy about. Um, uh, it, and it's very mm. interesting color. It's, it really is. It, it goes with anything. You could use it anywhere. Uh, they wow. they use it for special effects to draw like veins and stuff on the face and that kind of stuff. Oh, but it my. works great as a lip liner as well. But uh, the makeup people that do prosthetics, they love it. They 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 use it for all that wow. kind of stuff. This um, is so much mind blowing. <laughs> Wow. I know it's kind of weird, but I have a lot of a lot of makeup people that are special effects guys. <laughs> so, uh, so wow. they, they wow. do oh monsters. God. They do monsters more than than women <laughs> with with pretty makeup. <laughs> It's really long. Um, but yeah, and the hand cream is uh, they wanted something that that could give them a kind of a layer on their hands, and it's not so heavily scented, okay. so it doesn't uh, bother other people if you're using it. But it's very effective mm-hmm. on keeping mm-hmm. your hands from drying out. Um, so that's that's oh. why we need this cream, and it's a natural formula. It doesn't have any uh, fragrance things in it, so it's easy to use, wow. uh, e- even if you have very sensitive oh. skin. Um, but it's it's meant to keep your yeah. hands from getting dry when you're working. Yeah, awesome, awesome! Wow, wow. that's so awesome. So, um, as a um, as the second to the last question, what are some of the yeah. not- notable Project that Better Make Cosmetics has been a part of. Yes, we we'll like a list. <laughs> oh well, um, well, I've I've made collections for a lot of uh, famous people, um, you know, that are no longer with us, but or 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 um, okay. or are actually our characters too. Uh, so I've made um, a collection with the estate of Marilyn Monroe. 
Um, and uh, so wow. I reproduced a lot of her colors and a lot of her original items wow. from her um, makeup wow. kit. Uh, so I made that collection wow. a few years ago, uh, maybe a year ago wow. or two years ago. Um, and then I did a collection for Lucille Ball, uh, uh, and I did that wow. with her daughter, um, uh, Lucy Arnaz. Wow. So she told me what her mom used and, and uh, colors that, mm. that she used and pencils that she used and all that. So I made a collection that was she used as well. Uh, and then I work with Disney uh, on a yearly basis, and I make collections what? for their characters um but i go back to the archive i work with the disney archive on these so i go back to the original inks and i reproduce the inks and i make Mm. the colors so that there can be the ink color which are really interesting because when i did uh, snow white for example i went back to look at inks from like 1935 you know and uh, and they gave me examples of these they can still keep them you know they keep the inks from every movie that they So I got little samples. Of oh my goodness! Uh, uh, and, and then I made the lipstick. So, so our color, like right now, for the Snow White uh, lipstick is called Ferris Red. So we still sell Ferris wow. Red, but that is the color that was in the animation. Um, uh, so, uh, so mm. yeah, I do that with all the characters. And uh, this year, I'm doing a big collection for Disney uh, because this year is the D23 show which is their big convention mm. they do every two years wow. uh, where they announce wow. all of the um, new um, the uh, park, uh, park things and their movies and everything that is going on mm. with their company. Uh, so it's a big show wow. in, it's an Anaheim uh, convention center, which is across the street from Disneyland. Uh, and so they do this three day show that it's really a large show and it's happening this year. Wow. It didn't happen. La- it was supposed to be last wow. year, but because of uh, COVID. Last they year? Not, uh, yeah. So, um, so this year they're doing it. So it's happening this September. Uh, and so we have a, a big collection coming out for that show. So it's going to be a lot of wow. fun. Wow. Wow. This is massive. Massive, massive. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Wow. Oh wow. my goodness. Wow, wow, wow. This is... Oh my goodness. We need a crown. <laughs> we need to crown the queen. Oh my God. Thank you so much for honoring oh, us you. on this beauty care. But thank you. It's, it's, it's a great honor to have you here, Gabriela Hernandez. Thank you so much. A uh, fun question. Oh, yes, and this brings me. us to the last... Right. This bring up, brings us to the last and final question, our fun question on yes. beauty care pod. And that is yes. for you to tell us five things people barely know about you. Five fun things that we almost can't tell about you <laughs> the people don't know about me uh, okay um well i guess a, a lot of people don't know that i like uh romance novels i really like romance novels so i i, so. I, I remember yeah, when uh, when uh when bridgerton came out i was like all over that because i had wow. read all the stories already uh so it's like no 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 Everybody likes Bridgerton, uh, and I and I had already read all that a long time ago. But that's I, I love romance. Wow. I'm, I'm a big romantic, and that, that's obvious on my my products because all my products are romantic. So, um, so, so yeah, it's uh, I, I like romance, and uh, I like um, 
I like mystery too. I like uh, uh, murder wow. mysteries. I, I, I'm a huge Agatha Christie mm. fan, uh, and uh, mm. any kind of uh, that type of uh, uh, murder murder mystery type of thing. I, I love that kind of um, like either yes, Sherlock totally Holmes or mystery yeah. too. <laughs> I love I love mystery as uh, so so I'm a big mystery buff as well. Um, Mm. Okay. Uh, I uh, well, I'm a photographer. A lot of people don't know that I'm. A, I started my career as a wow. press photographer. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. You mentioned that uh, at the beginning of this, and I was amazed. Yeah. For some reason, I didn't talk about that, but well done. That's yeah. So, so people don't realize that 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 I'm a photographer, and I'm actually I I specialized in food. I did cookbooks and food photography wow, food for photography. like Bon Appetit. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so I, yeah, so I shot for Bon Appetit. I did books. I did um, wow. uh, packaging for food wow. uh, and things like this. And I wow. styled the food and all that. So, uh, so that was a different mm-hmm. life. I don't obviously do that anymore, but um, <laughs> but, I, but I still do shoot my own stuff. I, I still do shoot a little bit of my own still lives uh, because I still enjoy still life, okay. but. Um, but okay. uh, but I, I don't I don't shoot as much. But people don't know maybe that I used to do that. Uh, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, I don't. Yeah. I I don't know what else people don't know about me. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I, I guess uh, I, I can't. Uh, I I can't imagine what else. Do. <laughs> I mean. I guess I, I, I still draw. I still draw and sketch my things before I put them in the wow. computer. Cool. I don't know how that um, because wow. because I, I work faster drawing things instead of actually just going right into the computers. In the um, computer. So wow. I, wow. I still I still draw and sketch and write and do that before mm. I um, before I actually go into the machines. And I actually cut and paste mm-hmm. things and make mockups by hand. Um, before I, before I go into the you know three D modeling and all that kind of stuff um, mm. that now yeah. you have to do in order to make things, uh, especially with us because we make yeah. things from scratch. So uh, so we have to mm. engineer uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff. So yeah. I had to learn quite a bit about engineering uh, because uh, working mm. with so many materials and and designing in so mm. many materials. But uh, but it's been a lot mm. of fun to do that. And I guess people don't wow. know that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, I'm, that I'm. Yes, I, 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 I people don't know I'm a vegetarian. Maybe that 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 that's a that's maybe something they don't know. I don't know. You said what? Did Sorry. Yeah. So so I I'm a vegetarian. People don't know that. Maybe. That, okay. Uh, I'm a vegetarian. Okay. Wow. So maybe wow. they don't nice. know that. But, um, <laughs> Which is uh, very oh, different yeah. from somebody coming from Argentina, which we have a lot of cows and beef. So, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, oh, wow, this wow, was wow. so much fun. Like, this was so so much fun. So awesome. Yes, yes. We we enjoyed ourselves to the fullest. Totally, totally. And we learned a whole lot of stuff. Yes, we learned a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> she had so much words of wisdom dropping like buzz. <laughs> I wish you could just continue. <laughs> We wish, um, if we need to bring you on for another episode, you'll be able to come and share more knowledge with us. Yes, yeah, anytime. Just let me know. I would be happy to talk anytime. If you have other questions, I'd be happy to, to come on again. 
Okay, so thank you so much. And this brings us to the end of this beautiful, wonderful, amazing episode uh, of Beauty Care Pod. Mm -hmm. And um, please remember to uh, click on the show notes. Uh, You you click on links in the show notes. You see links to um, uh, everything. Everything Gabriella. Everything Gabriella. Literally. see you guys next week for another exciting episode right have a great week bye guys bye